It's just a few days now until the 100 starts again in 2022. And we're continuing our squad previews. Next up is the Oval Invincibles. Welcome to the 100 Club. My name is Tom and I'm joined again by Rich for the penultimate uh, edition of our squad previews for the men's competition of the 100 in 2022. If you're new here, welcome. It's great to see you. And if you're returning, thanks for coming back. As always, if you want to get more of this stuff, then hit the subscribe button down below and hit the like button if you like it, because that just helps us out. You know, it's nice to do it, right? Uh, <laughs> without too much further ado, let me introduce Rich. How are you doing, Rich? I'm very well, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And we're going to have a chat about the Oval Invincibles tonight, yeah? yeah absolutely. Uh, what do you remember their 2021 campaign? Uh, they had a useful campaign. They... Uh reached a sort of a de facto quarterfinal. Of course, it wasn't a quarterfinal, but they had a game. I think it was their last group game against the Southern Brave, and the winner yeah. of that would make it to the Eliminator. And they narrowly lost in that one, uh, so missed out on the uh, on the elimination stages. But uh, they, no, they, were, they were in the hunt, weren't they, until their final group game. So expect them to be competitive this time again. This time again. Yeah, there was a thing, you know, when I was growing up, if you lost to the team that eventually went on to win it, that was almost as good as, you know, being in the final <laughs> itself, right? So maybe they're claiming that one. But they're looking to go a little bit further this year, make it through to that final stage. Um, and uh, they've built some interesting players in their squad. So let's get them right up now and have a good look. Uh, straight up the top there, then, clearly uh, one of their big money signings uh, was Will Jacks uh, in at 75k, uh, alongside Jason Roy. That looks like a pretty powerful opening partnership, right? Well, it depends which Jason Roy comes along, uh, I suppose. Uh, he's not in great form. I think it's 59 runs uh, in 80 balls across his last five innings that I've seen in, in, in white ball cricket. Um, and it's one of those questions, isn't it? That is it just, is it just temporary? Is, it, you know, is he just a one good innings away from getting right back into uh, the Jason Roy that we all know? Or is this, it, as it happens to all players, uh, you know, part of a, a longer term decline? Uh, Clearly something he wants to get right with the T20 World Cup uh, coming up later this year. Um, but Will Jacks will be a useful opening partner for him. You know, very They'll know each other very well from the Surrey connection. And uh, it's, it's one of sort of the uh, the better ones in the league. I mean, Jax is coming off a reasonable uh, yeah. last season as well. You know, 449 runs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a strike rate of 142. So no slouch there at all. But he'd be a bit pedestrian compared to who's coming in at number three for the uh, the new look Invincibles, right? Yeah, well, you're quite right. If you'd have asked me when the uh, the draft was conducted for the 2022 edition of the hundred back in when was it? End of February, beginning of March, uh, that Riley Rousseau was going to be one of the most exciting prospects for this summer. I don't think anyone would have believed this, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah. what a season he's had for Somerset. And he's got himself back into the unthinkable position of being back in the South Africa squad, which is probably something they weren't banking on, right? Yeah, they'd be alarmed if he gets himself into the test squad when they have to show up. <laughs> but uh, he had an incredible last season. For, he was the top. I think he was the top scorer in the competition, wasn't he? With uh, yeah. six hundred twenty-three runs. A strike... Number two. Number, Number two. two was he? Oh, oh yeah. of course. To, uh, James like, Vince. Vince. Okay, the perennial yeah, leading run scorer. But uh, no, he got his runs at a shade under two hundred strike rate, one hundred ninety-two, uh, which is absolutely incredible. Like I said, he's got himself back into internationals, and yeah, a. Uh, I think he'll slot in very nicely into that uh, number three role. A nicely, uh, nice for a left-hander after two right-handed openers. And, uh, yeah. and bring a bit of balance to that batting lineup. Yeah, and he's done pretty well just uh, creaming some England bowlers around for 90-something in the second T20 international as well. So I think we can all say we're looking forward to a bit of Riley Rousseau. 
perhaps surprisingly. And behind him, uh, you know, a pretty familiar face uh, to a lot of the franchise game. In fact, a couple of familiar faces, uh, you know, some big names, really, in, in, in the grand scheme of world cricket. In Sam Billings, the uh, wicket-keeping batter. Uh, Tom Curran, batting up the order in the list that you've given here at five. Talk a bit about that Tom Curran placing. Yeah, so I noticed that Surrey had used current up the order a little bit in the blast this season, and I wondered if they would try and take advantage of that as well. Um, I think batting orders tend to be flexible in the 100. Um, uh, but I, And I think that given the, the fact that it's 20 balls fewer than a t standard T20, teams will want to get their hitters up the order as, as, mm. off, as much as they can. Now, whether it, that's the same in every game or whether teams are going to look at matchups in order to... Who to who to promote, depending on the bowling attack they're facing, the ground, etc. I'm not sure, but I could see Tom Curran playing more of a role with the bat this season for the Invincibles. And I think Sam, Sam Billings, captain wicketkeeper, uh, comes in at four, as he batted last year, um, as he's been doing in quite a lot of you know, franchise cricket. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You've made your pitch. I mean, Sam Curran is the other option, clearly up there and around there, um, who has been batting a little bit higher for England. I think he was in at five in the in the latest T20, um, but clearly can do plenty with the bat. And we know a lot about Sam Curran and his talents as a bowler as well will certainly be put to good use. The other, you know, huge signing for them really was uh, Son of Marine, who came in at the top price bracket, £125,000. Um, not a player we've seen a huge amount of on English shores, I suppose, over the years, but very familiar to uh, IPL fans, a lot of CPL fans. And in fact, you know, might even lose a little bit at the end of the season. So I think, you know, it's just worth explaining if um, what effect the Caribbean Premier League might have on the 100 this year, because it does overlap for about the last week or so. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And I think it's going to be a question of if a teams are in contention, they might be able to hold on to their players for a couple more games. Whereas if they're out of contention, probably the players will slope off. I'm just purely speculating here. I don't know what's in the contracts, but it's always an issue, isn't it, with such a packed uh, schedule. And it's yeah. not just with the Franchise League, also with international commitments. We're seeing quite a lot of the players coming in out of the tournament, depending on when they're available. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, it is my understanding, and I think I've seen this from Matt Roller, the journalist on ESPN Quick Info, that I think all four of the West Indies uh, players probably uh, could be called back by the West Indian Cricket Board for CPL duty, perhaps. So, Sunil Rinirin with Oval Invincibles, Kyron Pollard with the London Spirit, another a top part draft pick. You've got Dwayne Bravo at the Northern Superchargers, and Andre Russell. Dwayne, Andre Russell, thank you. Uh, you know, could see a, a short-term overseas replacement, maybe just for the last little bit. Okay. So. But we will see. But just talking about Narayan as a cricketer, I mean, mm. I think of, I think of him a little bit more as a bowling all-rounder these days. I mean, he's one of the best uh, short-format uh, bowlers are going. Um, I mean, for a long time he he, he opened in the IPL you know, his time at KKR. Um, I don't think he's quite as good with the bat these days. But yeah. I think he still could be promoted and be a little bit destructive. But I, 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 I think his principal uh, weapon at the minute is, is bowling. That's why he's a little bit further down the order than he might have been earlier in his career. Yeah, and whilst we didn't haven't seen a lot of him on these shores, we did see him for Surrey in the blast, of course. And you know, he was yeah. bowling under six economy, which is pretty fabulous. In the yeah, picked up fourteen, picked up fourteen wickets. Yeah, yeah, he'll do. He'll be good. I think that's a fair. Fair, fair guess, if I was anyone. Okay. And, uh, you know, the talent keeps coming in this squad. It is quite, you know, an impressive lineup. In Reese Topley, who's having, you know, the renaissance of, of a career uh, with England uh, wickets aplenty, 
Danny Briggs, who's an extremely experienced and uh, capable spinner, and then a hugely exciting young talent in Mohamed Hasnain, right? Indeed. Uh, Danny Briggs, the only man with two, more than 200 wickets in the T20 Blast. So, yeah, Is hugely that right? experienced. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so as a bowling lineup, you look at that, you think you've got the two left arms in Topley and Curran. You've got the pace of Hasnain. You've got a left arm spin of Briggs. You've got the uh, sort of mystery spin of Sonora Ryan. And then you've also got Will Jacks can, can bowl it a bit as well. So that looks a pretty effective kind of bowling group, which maybe frees up an additional spot to sneak in an extra batter. And I've got Jordan Cox in my 11 coming in yeah. somewhere in the middle order. He's seven on the scorecard there, maybe comes in at six. I'm not sure. But I mean, yeah, I, I think he's sort of one of those players with a bit of a wow factor, you know, man of the match in the Vitality Blast final last season. Um and an incredible fielder as well, which I think is sort of you know, a useful string to have in your bow. So I wonder if he sort of sneaks in. I mean, the op the opposite uh, to that is where you go with a different, uh, an extra bowler. Uh, you could go with somebody like a, a, you know, a Pat Brown, who was just recently drafted in to replace Atkinson, who was injured. Um, if you wanted that flexibility, so yeah, quite a lot of options for uh, for old Tom Moody down at the Oval. Yeah, I think it's possibly one of the better balanced squads overall. I presume the batter you're not sneaking in, probably on this occasion, probably isn't Rory Burns, right? Rory Burns will be involved. Um, I mean, he didn't really rip up trees in the, in the, in the blast for Surrey. Uh, he's obviously there as an England play, contracted player, but not really involved in the test side at the minute. So um, he'll be around. Be I'm, not sure if, I'm not sure if I'm picking my best 11, whether he, he, he features at the minute, but... Okay, back to the more likely lineup then. That is a very well uh, organised, uh, you know, competitive squad. And one of the most interesting things about it is I believe that there are all but no tickets left for the Oval Games uh, this year. So the, the Oval Invincibles home games have pretty much all sold out, which is incredible news for them. They're going to have a huge crowd down at, the, at that famous old ground uh, cheering them on. Good news, right? Excellent news. I mean, obviously, it was the first season of 100. People were excited, wanted to see what was going on, and, and the crowds were good. Second edition, you always wonder if it would be a bit sort of a bit more subdued, whether the novelty factor would have worn off. But the fact that those games have all sold, sold out already shows that, yeah, there's a trend, tremendous interest in the competition second time around. So looking forward to that. Well, I for one are excited. And if you are too, then do let us know what you think of that Oval Invincible squad down below. Your comments always interesting and we'd love to hear about what you think uh, the best lineup is for the Oval Invincibles. Rich, thank you very much for your time. Cheers, Tom. Bye. Bye.